0: Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Okay, well, it gives me great pleasure to introduce this guy. (laughs) Uh, And... uh, he said I could say whatever I want for the introduction. I didn't you know, that, that's, that's uh, you know trust right there. Um, I just want to say a few words, um, not very long. I want him to have most of the, the time. Um, first of all, this is kind of a unique experience for me, but it's one that I've thought of. This is not out of the blue. and um, I've thought of it for a long time. Because uh, one thing I wanted to, commute to, to communicate to you is that um, Adam's Dharma uh, journey started a long time ago. When he was very young, we used to have the most amazing conversations. It wasn't like me... Telling him how it was, we would just kind of meet and go together to
1: this place that
0: was was pretty deep. It was, and I said to to Jane, you know, this guy is. I don't know if he's such a. He's kind of unusual, you know. He might he might actually be. She said, "Don't get your hopes up, you know." <laughs> I think he could give a dharma talk, you know, and uh, and just a couple of incidents from those early years. Um, when he, when he was in kindergarten, we, his class went to a fortune cookie factory, and, and everyone, as an arts and crafts, uh, did their fortune cookie and made up their own fortune, which we had hanging in our, uh, our kitchen for many years. His fortune like, just came out of his who knows where, was uh, your wisdom will keep you from danger. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Then there was a, another incident when I remember Ajahn Amro was in our kitchen when he was about five and uh, and hear from his room, Daddy, I'm having a negative thought right now. <laughs> Ajahn Amaro looked around and said, What is he, what's he about? I'll share one more that kind of encapsulates this. When at the, at the dining room dedication at Spirit Rock, where, this is, I think Adam was seven or so, and uh, all the kids did a, um, did prayer flags uh, as their arts and crafts thing, which were hanging up in the Spirit Rock dining room for maybe about a half a year or so, and those who wanted could speak to the room of about 200 people in there and explain their prayer flag, and, um, and Adam not shy, stood up, you know, and, and uh, I think it was Barbara Gates who said, yes, Adam, and what does yours stand for? It was a yin-yang sign with a star and a crescent moon on the bottom, and he stands up and he says, um, mine stands for the creator of all things, space, time, and heart, <laughs> you could hear a Pin drop. And I said, well, "How did that come?" He said, "I don't know what I was saying. It just kind of came out." Anyway, that was before he said, "Dad, that's your Budaya stuff. So leave me alone." It was. It was like a 10-year hiatus where he just. But it was the Dharma seeds were strong, and uh, once he got back into exploring the mind, which he just uh, is his thing, just kind of like me. Uh, he just uh, really remembered who he was and how much he loves the the dharma and has been practicing for the last few years and uh, just came back from a three-month, the fall three-month course at at IMS and um, felt like just sharing tonight. So it's a great pleasure to hear what's going to come out of your mouth. (laughs) Welcome, Adam Barris.
2: I just want to say it's a great honor and pleasure to be here. And um, a little higher. Is it? Can everyone hear me? Okay.
1: Oh.
2: Um, and I just feel very blessed to see this uh, see this unfold how it has, and just that the universe has called all of us together um, to be here. And I also uh, just want to briefly dedicate this talk to my dad, and um, and as well as my, some of my other main teachers, uh, Chokinyama Rinpoche, and Guy Armstrong, and Carol, and just uh, all of the Many, many, many people who have who have uh, just been here for me and supported me. So um, <laughs> I want to talk tonight about uh, reconnecting with uh, the divine. In the universe, feeling it in the universe, and um, really drawing upon that connection um, and channeling it into our practice. Um, So I I was just uh, uh, in—I was just on a three-month retreat, and uh, it was quite—it was quite a journey. Pretty much every every possible mind state um, came up, you know, everything. And um, in the beginning, I really found uh, I found this need to sort of be Buddhist, um, kind of this. Uh, I had all. I've had all these ideas uh, about what it means to be a Buddhist, and um, and so I could feel the way that uh, sort of the culture uh, of of the Vipassana community uh, was kind of doing a number on my head. Um, one, uh, just a few things is. Well, before I go on, I just want to say that this talk has has been written over a long, long time, and there's there's so much I want to say and and share, but um, it's kind of I've written everything, and now, uh, well, we're just gonna have to trust what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my my talk is also about really trusting the universe, so. So I really, um, before I go too much further, um, I want to um, just uh, quote Rumi, who says, uh, out beyond ideas of right and wrong, there is a, there's a field. And I'll meet you there. So I'm hoping that we can just, uh, for this time, Kind of just drop away all of the self-doubt and all of the separateness, and just kind of um, just abide in this this possibility and this magic that is uh, available to us any moment. So. Um, back to the retreat, I really found myself um, kind of entangled in these ideas and concepts about what it meant to be a Buddhist. Um, and seeing, uh, one thing was like seeing walking meditation, just how you seeing everyone walk really, really slow. You know, there's that idea of like, okay, if, I, if I'm a good meditator, then I'll walk slow. Um, or... Um, Another another thing that was uh, a recurrent thing is just uh, being a greed type, I figured that this was my chance to be concentrated, you know. I had this nice, long chunk of time, um, and it was going to happen, you know. I was going to um, really put in some effort, but... Um, What I've come to see in a, in a new way is that um, if we're really serious about being happy and liberated, we really have to uh, question all of our assumptions about uh, where what it means to uh, really practice the Dharma. Um When I was a little kid, uh, there was uh, a really dominant theme in my life uh, was kind of investigating the mystery of the universe and my dad would uh, he would always kind of poke and prod and kind of <laughs> well it wasn't it wasn't all him I was interested as well but uh you know he would do things um, like I remember one time in the hall he would he flicked on a light switch and he, and he turned on the light and he said, how did this electricity happen? Or how did this happen? How did this light, light happen? And I said, electricity, Dad, electricity. <laughs> and he said, but how did it happen? And, and he would always just kind of go to the point where we just had to kind of sit back and just kind of marvel in, in everything. That anything is happening, you know, that, that all of this is happening. Um, so, Buddhism is, is founded on this idea of not self and emptiness. Um, and there's the Heart, the Heart Sutra, which is a really beautiful passage. It says emptiness is form, and form is emptiness. And uh, it talks about, well, there's no samsara, there's no nirvana, there's no you know, eyes and ears and form and body and thought. And it can get really heady to me, uh, you know, thinking about this and trying to figure all of this out. Um, but one, one way of thinking about it that has been really amazing for me is uh, just thinking about the universe. Um, for me, uh, one, one moment that was particularly uh, transformative on my retreat was I was just uh, in the courtyard of IMS on an afternoon just kind of looking up at the, at the sky and I was trying to come up with meta phrases for myself of um, just doing the meta practice. What would I wish for myself? And suddenly, I just realized that just to feel the feel the mystery of the universe. Um, here's a quote from this book: "The universe is a green dragon," um, and it's this dialogue, and he says. We are the self-reflection of the universe. We allow the universe to know and feel itself. So, the primeval fireball existed for 20 billion years without self-awareness. The creative work of the supernovas existed for billions of years without self-reflective awareness. That star... Could not by itself become aware of its own beauty or sacrifice. But then the star can, through us, reflect back on itself. So, in a sense, you are the star. Look at your hand. Do you claim it as your own? Every element was forged in, the, in temperatures a million times hotter than molten rock. Your eyes, your brain, your bone, all of you is composed of the star's creation. You are the star brought into form, into the form of life that enables life to reflect on itself. So, um, that was just pretty amazing to think about, you know. When uh, all of this has arisen out of nothing, you know, if you, if you, you know, the Big Bang is like our God, you know, the Western science God, and it says that uh, the scientists agree that all of this just kind of erupted out of nothing, and somehow along the way, um, the Earth form, formed, and, you know, over this evolutionary period... You know, we grew into um, the capacity uh, as humans to know this whole process and to look back on this universe. And um, it's the type of thing, actually, the Buddha called this one of the four imponderables, that if we think about this too much, then uh, we'll go crazy and be mad but if, if we feel into it, there's a way that we can feel into this, or at least I've been able to feel into this, and just really connect to the sense of uh, wonder and appreciation about that. And so, um, in this way, you know, everything is changing. And that, that, that was really clear to me over the retreat. You know, it's all just kind of fluctuating. And something that's really shifted in, uh, in my practice is realizing that as long as I'm trying to get somewhere in my meditation practice and uh, trying to get concentrated or trying to make something happen that's just another way of uh it's just a sort of sneaky way of the self reifying itself um, but when I really surrender to the the amazingness of this whole this whole process there's nothing that uh, needs to be done and needs to be changed um, So for myself, is like when I when I'm able to connect to the bigger the bigger aspect of the universe, what really comes up for me is a sense of trust, because it's just all happened, and um, and that's that's sort of the divine grace of it, and. You know, as I've I've really been able to feel into um, all of this, then I realized that, you know, as as I've arisen in this body and as we've arisen in in our bodies, um, we're going to pass away. And I think uh, something that I've really come to uh, in this is just that, wow, it's interesting to be up here and to... Hold on a sec. I guess what I want to say is I just have felt into the way that our passing away is very natural. So just as we were born, we're going to die, and everything you know, you see this in nature, and you can see this everywhere. That you know, watching the leaves fall in, at IMS was pretty amazing. Just to see one leaf, just pluck off the tree, and it's just falling, 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 and then it's just on the ground. And that's and that's just like our lives. And it's it's very ordinary, and then there's something really mystical about that as well, because you know we don't know what's going, we don't quite know what's happening on the other end. Um, So that can that can easily stir up fear, but at the same time, um, it's it's mystical and it's very ordinary. And the Tibetans, they have this really lovely uh, image of, of what it means to die. Um, they say that for a person who's really uh, trained in be, just being aware and trained in meditation practice, that... The moment of death is like a child jumping into a mother's lap. And it's, it's like just returning to the source of everything. So I think that's a pretty wonderful thing. If we can, if we can really develop our trust in that way, or if I, if I can develop my trust in that way, in a certain sense, you know, I think one of the paradigms that has kind of been ingrained in our culture is just that when we die, that when we pass away, um, there's somebody who's going to just be isolated from all of our friends and our loved ones. Um, but, it, but in this view, it's kind of like just returning to mom, you know, returning to the ground of everything. And I think it also really, if we can hold that kind of uh, awareness, we can um, live our life in a more a full way. Because it's, it's very precious. You know, this time, we don't know when it's going to happen. Um, but there's all of this magic and wonder right here and right now, and um, it's, it's really just like the grace that has infused every single bit the universe that has allowed this whole process to happen. And when we feel into that, we can really just uh, experience nature and, and, and merge with that. Um, I wanted to talk about, in terms of the meditation practice, um, something that's kind of new for me that has really opened up a lot. Um, let's see so so what's come to uh, pass in terms of talking about that. That uh, idea of trust, I think um, one of the new ideas or the new experiences in my practice has just really been ab- uh, being able to drop into um, just whatever is going on right now. The awareness uh, itself doesn't need anyone to, uh, to take care of it. Um, So the new paradigm that I've really um, that has been amazing in my practice is is to just rest in knowing whatever is happening, um, and we do this all the time. When whenever um, I think. <laughs> It's that moment of being with, the, uh, with whatever our activity is that point where we're so engrossed in it that the awareness is just knowing this moment as it is. I have a friend who's um, just an amazing athlete and basketball player. And um, he just has this court sense where he just knows what to do and he doesn't have to think about it. And uh, he doesn't think about uh, driving to the hole and shooting a layup. He just does it. He just reads the court. And so um, that's kind of a, a bad analogy. I don't know if it's a bad analogy, but it's just when we get out of the thinking mind, then... Um, Then there's nothing we have to do. I want to read this this wonderful teacher, uh, Lama Anam Chubten. He says this. When we relax completely, we see all of our thoughts start to dissipate. The egoistic mind begins to dissolve automatically. The egoistic mind is very powerful, and if we try to get rid of it, it doesn't really work. But when we just sit and relax, it dissolves without doing anything. And so... Pretty amazing when you just trust awareness that it knows just what to do and it's a matter I think uh, the Tibetans that there's a Dzogchen tradition and they talk about undistracted non meditation so we have to we have to show up and be here it's it's kind of a funny paradox but it's not to say that we have to, um, that everything is formless and we can just fall asleep. We have to be present for uh, whatever is going on, but we don't have to do anything more, nothing extra. Um, there's a, a teacher, Dujum Rinpoche, who says, There's no need for fixated exertion or prayer. Uh, prayer. By, re- by relaxing in the spontaneous flow of awareness, I have achieved the blessing of non-fixation, spontaneously freeing whatever arises. So if we can connect to even just one little tingle in our body, we don't have to do anything with it. We can just just be with it. And uh, I guess I just want to say at this point in time, I just feel so blessed to know that there's no point in struggling with our lives you know it's when we really trust the awareness we don't have to think we don't have to think our way through things in that conceptual way we can just kind of feel into awareness just knows what to do and how to be um So uh, I want to read this this thing from the Tibetan Book of the Dead and then um, see where that takes us. Remember the clear light, the pure, clear, white light from which everything in the universe comes, to which everything returns the original nature of your mind, the nature, the natural state of the universe unmanifest. No matter where or how far you wander, the light is only a split second, a half-breath away. It is never too late to recognize the clear light. Trust it, or let go into it, trust it, merge with it, It is it is your own nature. It is home. So um, yeah, that's been my practice for the last bit of time. It's just kind of whatever I can connect to in the moment, and just know it as it is, and just watch, uh, trying to watch the mind that tries to. Uh, make something happen or not make something happen. Um, i think I think that's most of the practice right there. It's just to see what separate, but how the sense of self separates us when we try to figure things out too much and uh, yeah i want I want to um, Lastly, close uh, with something that I think uh, captures maybe the spirit of what I'm trying to get across. Um, and it's a little boy um, and he this is something called the mystery tape, which is something I listened to when I was a little kid and um, over and over and over again. so. Yeah, I think he says it pretty well.
3: a dad, or a grandmother, or a grandfather, or a big sister, or big brother, or teachers, or doctors, or soldiers, or reverence or athletes, or lawyers, or TV stars, or any people who are working, or any people who are playing, not even the president, not even a king or a queen, not even people who love each other know what a single thing is. It is a great and wonderful mystery to all of us that anything is or that we are. And whether somebody says, I don't know how anything came to be, or God made everything, they are simply pointing to the feeling of the mystery of how everything is, but nobody knows what it really is or how it came to be. As long as we go on feeling this mystery, we feel free and full and happy, and we feel and act free and full and happy to others. This is the secret of being happy, from the time you are small until the time you are old. If you will remember every day to feel the mystery, and if you will remember to feel that you are more than what you look like and if you remember to be the mystery itself then you will be happy every day and all kinds of wonderful happenings will come up for you you will feel happy and you will always help and love others even those who are having trouble feeling happy and are even trying to make you forget the mystery Someday you may meet someone who has felt the mystery really strong for a long time. So that person feels the mystery all the time and is always happy. Such a person is the best person to learn from about happiness and life and love. I hope you will remember to feel the mystery every day as long as you are awake forever. The best thing to tell anybody is... Is to remember to feel this. I have been doing this for a long time and it is the best and most important feeling of all. I am very happy I could tell you this. Maybe someday we will meet face to face. Maybe. Anyway, at least you and I will always know that at least one other person somewhere is remembering and feeling and loving the mystery right now.
2: If uh, if anyone has a question or a comment or praise or blame, <laughs> then uh, feel free to comment. I thought, sure, why not um, after that mystery? I remember as a kid um, waking up with fear. Where's grandpa? Where's grandma? Where are all these people that I loved? and Where have they gone? And uh, tremendous fear. And you're bringing trust, which is the exact opposite. And uh, I thank you for that. Uh, I remember talking until 2 in the morning with my mom as a youngster, and she was trained in Catholicism, almost became a nun, obviously didn't, um, and in the end of our four-hour conversations, she would get frustrated, and she would say, it's just faith, just faith, and um,
1: the mystery's pretty good, too. Um, I I don't really have a lot to say other than it feels like it feels like a mystery seeing you here because I remember James many times many years before you were born and I remember him being so happy when you were born and, and with Jane and, and James and here you are in flesh and blood giving and teaching. It's just kind of a mystery, and it's delight seeing you and meeting you and hearing you. And I'm so happy you did that three three months. It's such a good trip. Very happy. And I love that little thing at the end, that little poem or whatever it was. I think you've played that before, James. The mystery, yeah. So that's it. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> I just wanted to say your your talk brought back a, a wonderful memory for me of being around six or seven years old and back in Connecticut on a warm summer night and laying out on the, on the lawn late at night and just looking at the stars and just, uh, you know, taking it in and having the thought that Just doing that made me happy. You know, I just felt so great doing that, feeling that close to that mystery. So thanks for bringing that back for me.
2: Thank you. Thanks for thanks for the talk, Adam. Um, I'm uh, enjoying and appreciating the uh, the joyfulness that I feel coming from you for for life. And uh, I'm curious in this place that you are right now, how you are relating to or experiencing your awareness of the suffering in sure. the world. Sure, of course, yeah. Um, you know, I it's funny. Uh, I want to say one thing. Uh, one of the paramitas I have not perfected is organization. (laughs) Uh, So, there's a certain way I was winging this talk. And uh, there's a a lot of things I would have loved to talk to and woven in as well, but I'm glad you brought that up. Um, One thing that uh, has become... um, really clear to me is that when you're in the space of awareness when you're just knowing experience just as it is there's uh, you can you can have a really unpleasant experience uh, on, well first on a self level you know in knowing my experience as a meditator when I have like pain in the body I can know that experience as unpleasant but it's if I'm really just knowing the sensation then it, it's just known as sensation. So um, awareness, what I've noticed is, can hold every experience um, as in terms of just seeing the, that that thing, that phenomenon arise in consciousness in the mind. Um, and then just watching uh, for myself the the new relationship is just watching to see if there's some sense of self that wants to entangle with that unpleasant experience um, so so that's that's one aspect of that um, in terms of like suffering and fe- relating to other people who are suffering um, what I've noticed is that uh, because there's no location to awareness, because there's not one fixed res- reference point. Um, you know, I'm, I bet you guys have heard the quote by Kala Rinpoche. It says, "When you realize you're nothing, or when you then you understand you're everything." And and so in that way, like the you can say, well. Uh, or Data says, "Like I am," you know, like, and he means everything, you know, the whole universe. Um, but in that in that way, it's it's a very unidentified type of "I am," um, and so I think the more that I've learned to trust the awareness itself, um, it's like relating to there's the natural. If if you are everything, then you can relate to someone in suffering, and really feel uh, from that empathy point. Um, but then watching if there's some sort of entanglement in that in that storyline or the suffering that's going on. So I don't know if that was an articulate answer, but um, that's what I got right now.
0: How about, how about on the retreat? Was there? Some?
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's sometimes some days I forget what t- teacher said it. It's like being on the retreat. The grind of retreat just can feel like a duca factory. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, one thing that is really uh, like heartening is just to feel the impermanence. To really feel that, like none of this is lasting, you know. And if uh, whatever pleasant experiences I had, you know, a few days ago, where are they now? You know, they're just gone. And just and so like, there's a way that the unpleasant can just feel endless. There's like feeling that that so familiar storyline of uh, this is gonna last forever. But um, then that's just in the realm of time. And that, that, that time is just a concept that there's some future out there. Um, and so really, like I think it's just been a sort of a process and seeing over and over and over and over again the impermanence, just really, I guess, going back to the trust aspect. Well, it's, it's not me and it's not going to last. So... That makes it more covable for me,
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing your talk. It gives me great hope to see somebody so much younger than
0: myself who's on this path and who's sharing it with others Uh, because I came
1: to this practice late in life and most of the teachers are much older than me, so... There's been sort of this, well, who else is going to carry this on? And it's really nice to see somebody who's so aware, and I hope it just becomes contagious in your generation.
2: Mm, Thank you.
0: Well, also on, on the retreat. Actually, there were there were people younger than you. As oh well, yeah, right? I
2: was just middle of the road. Uh, he just
0: turned twenty-two a couple of weeks yes. ago.
2: Yeah, but there were. It was it was amazing. There's uh, a bunch of 2 nine, 19 nine nineteen-year-olds, uh, a, a lot of people in their twenties, and um, yeah, I mean they were. Some of them, I would say, some of the really the most impressive sitters in the hall. Uh, I mean, everyone is impressive, but uh, uh, yeah, it was great to see. Yeah.
0: But I, I, I did ha- hear word that, that you broke my record for asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Adam has always been ro- always really wanted to know and I, I used to ask so many questions that when, when Joseph would see me coming up he'd say oh it's the nudnik that's it A- affectionately he'd say and uh, Adam uh, this is one of the things that I really actually love about you Joseph by the way this is part of the lineage he asked so many questions when he was when he was in Thailand at first when the monks heard he was coming they'd stay away he, and then they finally said why don't you learn how to meditate um, but, um uh, in your talk what you were what you were pointing to, which is actually what made me think of that, is that you really want to know you really want to want to understand uh, we share that lineage of just just looking for the fun of it, like isn't it amazing? like what the heck is going on here? How did we get into these bodies and and life coalescing in this form and it just uh it's so fascinating that you, that that inquiry that investigation that just wants to know can really take you all the way through you know yeah. cuz in that there's a kind of um mm, humility you know that's it's not it, it's it's so freeing when you let go of, yes, I'm somebody who knows the answers to say, well, what what's really going on? There's a kind of letting go of self just in that to explore with that that wonder. and uh, I, I it's one of the things that I like to communicate, like just meditating or bringing awareness to the moment just for the fun of it not to see if you can sit there and be with whatever it is but like what's going on and I, I just love that about you too when you were when you were young you used to come in all the time and say hey you know what that was you know my, Jane and I used to used to uh, you know it was like an ongoing joke Adam coming in you know what it was like the new discovery that 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 you'd make and uh, so just keep on asking and inquiring so, so any other last comments?
1: I wanted to thank you for your talk, and um, your comments about the end of life especially touched me. My mother-in-law died about two weeks ago, and um, your comments just resonate with things I've been feeling but haven't been able to put into words so skillfully, and I I thank you for for bringing up that issue.
0: Thank you. It was interesting. Adam was. We were we were having a conversation earlier today about, and he started talking about death, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, it's so interesting, you know, death is so interesting. It's like, yeah, that's (laughs) that's interesting. And if you can have that mystery even about death, like like you like you said so beautifully, that it's just it's part of the package. It's not a. It's not something outside of the natural order of things. I was really touched when you were sharing it tonight when we were talking today. It's all perfect. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we'll, we'll close. Oh, and, and somebody asked me to announce, uh, again, just in case um, you wanted to do that, uh, the caroling on Christmas Day at 1.45 at the Berkshire, which is just on Sacramento and Bancroft uh, for an hour. I'm curious, and and I'm going to invite other friends too. Anybody think they might like to do that and share with, uh, with some folks? Oh, that's great. That's great. We'll have song sheets and everything. So and it was amazing how it worked out. We, it, it sounded like the, can I say Buddhist tabernacle choir or something like that. <laughs> well, we got together. It was it was, uh, it was pretty amazing, especially. Recently. So Adam, thank you so much for coming up here and sharing the Dharma with us. Thank you, thank you. So we'll close with a, a loving kindness. Just uh, feeling, feeling the mystery for a moment. Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, Joyce's mother died oh. last week, and so did Steve Napoli's uh, mother died also, so we could put some more attendance out of that. Okay. So Joyce Rybant and Steve? Steve Napoli, oh, Steve was, Napoli. Was, oh, yes. So Yes. So, both for, since we're on the subject, Joyce's mother, Joyce Rabin, who's contributed so much to this community, and Stephen Napoli, also strong community member, experiencing that letting go, and may their, their parents be safe on their journey and feel their goodness. And... Our thoughts and prayers are with Joyce and Stephen, too. And now just um, let yourself feel the mystery of it all. Just knowing that you're alive, amazing fact. Life is moving through this form expressing itself as this form and breathe in the the benevolence of life around you let it fill you awaken your own goodness breathe out Surrounding yourself with benevolence and radiating it out. And then wishing this body and mind, this form, well, even though The sense of self is an illusion, a separation. We need to take good care of it and honor it, be kind to it, let it thrive fully. May I see through confusion and express my true nature. May I feel all the love and goodness inside and share it well with everyone I know. May I open to all the happiness in my life and the mystery. of knowing and open with awe and wonder. And now to include everyone here and keeping, extending thoughts of will-wishing out from this room to beings near and far as I want to be happy, male beings know real happiness. May all feel their love and share it well. May all open to the mystery and realize their true nature. May our coming here together have a beneficial effect for ourselves, for everyone in our life, for everyone here and for all beings everywhere. May all beings find happiness and peace.
1: Thank you for listening.